1: We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guests. We're gonna wondering when you're gonna get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at com. In today's episode, we're talking about what to do when you aren't having sex this time of year.
0: And there's an anonymous quote that says, whatever is not happening, make it happen. <laughs> I feel like it's the slightly longer version of Nike's just do it. But it is what we're gonna be talking about in today's episode around sexual intimacy. But first, we start Every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really, you know, it's an opportunity to to celebrate, to acknowledge the intentionality that yep. you all are putting into your marriage. And this hug comes from a comment that was on a post on Instagram that started with, we set Tuesday evening as date night since March of 2020. Just keep in mind, the world went into lockdown.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> She said... We experienced a situation that we agreed indicated counseling, but that wasn't going to happen with the lockdowns. So we got some books on marriage and started reading and discussing a little each week on our couch with a nice cooked dinner. No technology except sometimes background music. It was during the search for DIY materials that I found the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast and introduced it to my husband. We bought one of the self-paced programs and went through that. I listen to the podcast regularly and he'll listen with me when topics particularly impact us. I bought a massage table through Costco and some mm-hmm. date nights or massage nights in front of the wood stove. We're learning, catch that word, learning to better open up and communicate. That's the chink in our armor. We are totally committed to each other and our marriage.
1: Mm, I love it. I love that they bought a massage table.
0: <laughs> we know a number of you have massage tables. We do not still have a massage table.
1: We don't. We, we need don't. one.
0: But what, what I think is so significant for this couple is they realized where the chink in their armor was and they did something about it. I mean, like she even said it and she said, we're learning and we're getting better. And I think that just so, you know, that's the journey we're all on. Mm-hmm. We're all on a journey to, to get better in one or more of the pillars of intimacy at any given point in time. And, and that really, you know, became kind of the heart behind this particular episode. Because we were getting and have been getting over the last few weeks, um, so many emails, DMs, posts, you know, comments on Instagram, Facebook, you know, that this time, what we affectionately refer to as the holiday season, um, is not necessarily so joyful when it comes to when it comes to sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. right? This time between essentially Thanksgiving, probably the week before Thanksgiving, and yeah. New Year's. Mm-hmm. So, depending on where Thanksgiving falls in any given year, you're talking about like a five or six week ish. window Mm -hmm. where it's like your your sex life goes on a holiday break whether or not you planned it and that can really wreak havoc on what's going on in your marriage i mean there's a reason that chapter 11 in the book the six pillars of intimacy is entitled every pillar matters i feel like this is the chapter i come back to most often when we're talking to you guys like like every pillar yeah you know, it's not just like pick out one of the you know the five chapters or the six chapters that comes before that. Going well, I just want to focus on chapter three or or not chapter three because that's still in some of the intro stuff. But chapter seven or chapter nine. It's like no, let's get to chapter eleven and remember that every pillar matters. And if something's not happening, to understand why and what the two of you hear me out. What the two of you can do about it because sexual intimacy is the only intimacy. The only one of the six, that's just the two of you, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can get together with your family and friends and have great conversations during the holidays, really just being in that place of deep emotional intimacy, talking to family, going down memory lane, doing all this. Kind, you can do that with other people, right? This is also a time of year where we're get togethers or there's Christmas parties and people are hugging each other and you're like, you know, family's all snuggled up in front of the fire with the kids and you got the Christmas tree lights on. You can do all of that with other people.
1: Our Christmas tree lights are already on.
0: They are. It makes me so happy.
1: It does. You like that glow.
0: I love, we just have white lights on our Christmas tree and I just, I love turning it on. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. But you know, when it comes to finance, you might be having children conversations with your children about what the spending is going to look like, right? That financial intimacy isn't just husband and wife, but it's also extending to your kids, right? You can go to church service and worship with others. You can spend time, you know, like we have friends that we go see Christmas lights with, Right, mm-hmm. doing that recreational intimacy. But when it comes to the sexual intimacy, uh, it's just me and Tony. That's right. And, and absolutely. I will tell you that any, any one of the intimacies, but specifically this one that we put on the back burner for four to five weeks, um, does not go well. Does yep. not go well. I mean, we were even talking about it as we were getting ready to, to prepare for this episode and, and or record it and thinking back to those years. Where this window of time, this particular season, the holiday season, was like a train wreck in mm. our marriage.
1: Absolutely. Oh, it just, well, we, we I you going to say more than absolutely. Yeah. It, it just, Elise and I were just reminiscing and going back and thinking through a number of these, the past years, and the disconnect we had during this time, and- It just landed, I think, on myself and and Alisa as well. There are just things that we weren't approaching. Mm -hmm. You know, there there are multiple cracks in many of the pillars of intimacy. And instead of addressing them before the holidays or even throughout the holidays, they would just sort of linger there. Mm -hmm. And it would just sort of leave us both frustrated with one another that, you know, around our sexual intimacy, it wasn't happening. Or if it did, it was basically sort of and we've talked about this duty sex during the holidays is more of a let's just do this because you know we're alone and nobody else is around or maybe the kids are asleep and everybody's conked out after a long day from from christmas day yeah let's just check this box let's just check this box and let's just
0: move on yeah yeah and you know it's like we were so for those of you that are brand new to the one family when we've we've been behind these microphones since January of 2010. So we've done a lot of life mm-hmm. with all of you. And when, when we started, our kids were little, mm-hmm. right? So, so we've had these experiences of looking at a lot of different Christmases and we're in a much different place now. You know, our kids um, this Christmas season, because, you know, on top of just having all of the other things to do, we actually had two children between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You right. know, yay for us. So we throw two birthdays on top of this, but our kids are about to be 17 and 20.
1: And that was, and I, I want to say that too, for us, the holiday season was a lot. There, it, it, And Elisa brings it up. I mean, it would go Thanksgiving, younger birthday, older's oldest birthday, Christmas. When we lost our second child between the two, Andrew, he was born a day after. Alex's birthday. Our oldest birthday. And so then for many years, you throw in that and that hurt and that pain that got resurrected during this time of year, and there was a lot of discontent, there was a lot of just frustration, there, there was a lot of distance between Elisa and I for many years, and we would do this dance, I felt like during this holiday season, to try to have sex, to try to be sexually intimate with one another, it wasn't where we are today, but it was a dance we did to try and satisfy one another, mm-hmm. but falling short.
0: Yeah, because you know it's like I look back, and, and this may be the case for a lot of you. The, the emotional intimacy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It, it just it simply didn't exist i'm like during those christmas years right like checking off all of the things on the to-do list you know thinking about like oh we may need to make christmas cookies and the kids need christmas outfits and i need to buy christmas presents and those christmas presents have to get wrapped and and i remember the christmases when there was only one set that alex wanted for christmas lego set and i'm running to you know target at like 11 o'clock at night because they can't promise me they're gonna hold it I, and
1: i remember that one do you remember that and mirror, that. mirror Mira Mesa. Mira Mesa. Yeah, yeah, it was the
0: Job of the Hut sail barge. Yeah. Like it, I. Toys R Us. Because Santa was bringing the Legos at. Um, but but all that to say, there are so many factors at play in, in your marriages right now. Right on Instagram last night, you guys shared how what's causing your sex life to be impacted, and it's lack of sleep. Right, whether it's due to stress or new babies or, or other things going on, lack of time. Can we just all take a step back and? just acknowledge collectively as the one family, we're all busy. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage of things on our calendars. There's stress over money. For those of you that have kids um, who have left for college and are coming back, you now have kids at home. For- or
1: have left and they, they have families and, and they're coming back. I mean, they're, and they're all a, coming back. And it's a joyous occasion. Don't, don't get us wrong. I mean, our oldest came back and we're, we're so excited he's here dynamics change so so for those of you who are closer in that empty nester phase maybe all of them are gone maybe one of them is gone but that comes back it tweaks the dynamic a little bit of where you guys have been and mm-hmm. what's going on
0: yeah there are work stresses Absolutely. there are health issues we know a lot of you are dealing with a lot of different health issues um, you've got vis- you're either visiting family or you've got family not just the kids but other family visiting you mm-hmm. you're not eating well we were at a Thanksgiving you know friends giving the other day and came home and I'm like I ate way too much it was all so amazing but like that not feeling well and so I'm like thank god we already had sex because I was like good I can just go to bed but that that food all the rich foods that we don't eat Mm -hmm. lead to us not feeling well some of you and you know I think in a lot of cases this might fall onto the wives feel like you have to do everything and then there's all the activities Uh that end up on the calendar because it's all really good stuff and you want to do everything and you end up not having time or energy for one another. And when that happens, and I want to share with you some of the, the feelings that come from that. And these, I want to be real clear. These were feelings that were shared by both men and women, Mm -hmm. right? There are feelings of being disconnected, feeling lonely, unwanted, frustrated, Sad, undesired, unattracted, unattractive, distant, guilty, anxious, like a failure. Heartbroken. Like we don't talk about the fact that every pillar matters because you know it makes for a great podcast episode. We talk about the fact that every pillar matters and and being conscious of this and not just being conscious of it, but being willing to step into a place to do something about it. This is why. Because when those feelings are allowed to just kind of circulate in your marriage over and over and over again, there's no wonder that the Tuesday after New Year's is one of the highest rates of divorce filings in the entire calendar year. Because these feelings, when they're allowed to just kind of fester and do their own thing, they can catapult decisions that are life-changing decisions. It's why we come and do these types of episodes, because we don't want you to end up there. We don't want this one area or any of the pillars of intimacy that have cracks in them to be the reason that you make a decision early January on what the next year is going to look like. Mm -hmm. This is why we do what we do because those emotions, those emotions can be like a cancer in your marriage. And, And it's important that you are equipped with the ability to have the conversations, to be able to have that emotional intimacy in your marriage, to talk about when things aren't working or why they aren't working so that the two of you as a team can actually be in this place of feeling empowered to do something different in order to be the best versions of yourself for yourself and for your marriage.
1: Yeah. And I want to I say something here and I, I think we need to address it because many of you in the one family are like, I'm all in. Yeah, my spouse isn't. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to share this with them because I was that spouse for many years. I was the one who was like, why would I do anything? Like, we're good. Alisa's taking care of all, all the holiday stuff. It's what do I need to do? And what I would say to you, if that's you right now, step in, step in. You may have feelings of discontent, frustration, all that. I get it. I, I was there. I've been there. And yet, it wasn't until I took a step in and had to work through that and with Elisa that we were able to get on this journey towards an extraordinary marriage. But I had to step in. And I didn't know what was going to happen on the other side of it. I didn't. I didn't know if we were going to last i didn't know if it was going to put in all this effort and we may still get a divorce and yet i'm glad i did step in and make a decision to go you know what i said i do
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm willing to make the effort needed and especially around this time of year and for each of you it's going to be a bit different in where you're stepping in for some and i'm going to talk to my guys right now believe me i've always held the mantle in my marriage as the provider and during those times, I was the provider. Elisa was a stay-at-home mom with two young kids. And I felt my feelings were, I'm working, I'm providing, you handle the household. And it's when I took a shift and I said, you know what, I'm a part of this marriage as well, that I realized that, yes, part of my role as being a husband, as being a dad is a provider. And yet I also have to come in and I have to have emotional support. I have to have spiritual support. I have to have physical support. Those are all important. Those are all pillars of intimacy that don't just hang out and do nothing because I'm bringing in the financial support. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who are sitting there going, well, what if I don't know if it's going to work? I don't know if it is or if it isn't. But I will tell you that the journey along the way will bring you much more joy than sitting on your butt and doing nothing.
0: Yeah. I was just, you know thinking about the power of your words there and, and what that looks like to to be able to have these conversations. Because it's not just like magically one day it switches, but being able to build the emotional intimacy specifically around this area of your sexual intimacy is so important. And we want to equip you with how to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back and we're talking about what you can do when you aren't having sex this time of year. And I think it's, it's so important at the get-go to identify, you know, why or what, why, why aren't we able to make this a priority? You know, I've been talking to a lot of my coaching clients and I'm hearing, I'm hearing all the things that are filling up your calendar. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of my coaching clients and you tell me that you have so much stuff on your calendar that there's no time for one another, um, you'll probably get a little bit of a mom-eye going up and, and I'll ask you, well, well, what can come off your calendar? Because, it, and we've said it many times on this show, if you're too busy for one another, there won't be a one another to be busy for, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? What, what is on the calendar that you need to evaluate? How many times I was with having coffee with a girlfriend yesterday and she was talking about the fact that, you know, for about a week and a half straight, there was something on their evening calendar almost every day. And her husband's like, can we just stay home? Right? Can, can we do nothing? Can we, can we get out of one of these events just so like I don't have to get dressed up and we don't have to be in the car and I can just like hang out with you on the couch? And it really caused her to take a look. You know, what are the tasks? This is the what part. What are the tasks that are keeping... The two of you from connecting, and how can you share the opportunity or share the burden in this time? And what I'm saying, like, ladies, he may not wrap presents the way you want him to, but if husbands, if you will wrap the presents, it's one less thing that she's got to think about, right? Figure out what all the tasks are during this season, right? If it's cookies, do we need to make cookies every year? If it's Christmas cards, you know what? I have not sent a Christmas card out ever.
1: No, you did for one, a, a, a very short period of time, but no, you're not a Christmas I'm card. I'm not a Christmas
0: card person. I like, okay, let me, let me back out here. I love receiving them. I do. It's amazing. It's not, it's never been high on my priority list. Right. And I'm the daughter of a, a woman who loves to send out cards literally for everything throughout the course of the year. It, genetically, my mom can do plants and my mom does cards. I can do neither one. It just, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, but- if if the Christmas cards are too hard, you know what? Post a picture up on all your social media platforms. Text your parents and say, "Here's our Christmas card for the year. I, I, this is what I'm doing this year."
1: And I I want to go back to <laughs> gift wrapping because I think that's an area where in our marriage, mm. where Lisa was very like, they got to be wrapped just like this, and they got to look this way. Really. Yes. Wow. I, remember I don't the, remember that. I Things remember, you black
0: out over the years.
1: I remember those periods. And I would get frustrated with her. And I'd be like, fine. then.
0: Fine, then you do it.
1: Then you do it. I'm
0: and, trying to help you, woman.
1: And then exactly <laughs> what I would say in my mind. I wouldn't say, <laughs> yes. it, out. I wouldn't say it out loud in those period, points he in was time. was
0: smart enough not to, but I could read his oh. face. <laughs> um,
1: I think we had to get to a place of like, look it. Can we do this together? Mm-hmm. Do we have different approaches mm-hmm. to... Getting to the same outcome. And if we can agree upon that, like the outcome is that we're going to have mm-hmm. wrapped presents under the tree. That is the outcome. How we get there may look a little different and maybe not every single package is exactly wrapped the way one of you wants them. And yet you're doing it together and having fun and you throw on some Christmas music. enjoy it i think sometimes we want to control these Mm, things and it puts us it just puts us in a place of being frustrated with our spouse and each other and we got to let go a little bit and just revel in the moments because at the end of the day let me tell you the control isn't going to give you it isn't going to buy you any more time together Mm -hmm. it's actually going to push each other away and so if you can make cookies together and they come out, one looks really good and one doesn't look as good, it's okay. Frost it. Frost it. People are going to eat them anyways and have a good time. And you two get to have a good time together. And that's something that I think Elise and I had to learn over the years is there is a gray. There is this place where we're not the same. And yet we can get to the outcome that we want during the holiday season and have fun throughout it.
0: Mm, that's so powerful. Um. Because I do think that there are a lot of women that have a vision for what Christmas, specifically leading into Christmas, what that looks like for, for the family, for their kids, what the expectations are of their parents or in laws or things like that. And, and you that's. Certain, you oh, certainly
1: did for, for many years. I'm and not we, lying. I mean, and we is... would butt heads around this. We oh, would, we 100%. Would, we would butt heads around it because I was always about like, it doesn't need to be perfect, it needs to be us. And that's and what mattered that. and, and you, you struggled with it and we had to work through that and it wasn't one Christmas or one holiday season and it was all better folks. We, we struggled with this for, for some years, um, especially again, after we lost our second child, Andrew, and, and it was a number of years, a good handful of years,
0: probably eight, okay, eight, eight well, to 10 there you, years, there you go. but you know, getting into this place too. And, and just had this revelation, you know, when Tony and I did our sex challenge and I'm, not, I'm back up. I'm not suggesting a sex challenge. Although some of you do do a 12 days of Christmas wrapped around your sexual intimacy. Totally, totally great idea. I love it. Great idea. Um, But one of the things that just struck me as as we were talking about that is the fact that, you know, when we did the sex challenge, one of the biggest shifts that we experienced was really this division of labor. Because I think you had the epiphany that if I, me saying I being you, Mm. if I'm able to help Elisa get some of these tasks done, then she has more energy and she's much more willing mm-hmm. to be sexually intimate because her brain isn't full of all the tasks that still need to be done. And then like, I, I remember talking about the dish fairy that would come during, you know, bath time. I would take the kids to you know, a bath and I'd come out and my kitchen was clean. I'm like kitchen fairy game, AKA Tony. But I think that's something that we also need to just remember, like share ladies. It doesn't have, like Tony said, it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't, don't let your control get in the way of connecting with your spouse. And that's why it's so important in this time, you know, after you guys figure out like what's been keeping you and, and why that's been happening to actually cast the vision for what you want this period to look like. Mm-hmm. I, I had coaching session the other day with, with a couple and we were talking about the vacation planner and, and they said, I don't think we're ever going to do anything without discussing expectations again. And I'm like, oh, my work here is done. Um, because every season has expectations. So what do the mm. two of you want your sexual intimacy to look like between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Let's have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Do you need to reassess the intimacy lifestyle and make a holiday plan, right? If, if you're normally two to three times a week, do you need to consciously have a decision that it might be once and both be on the same page with that? If you're normally having sex during the weekend on the weekends, but it looks like it's only going to be on the weekends because everything's going on during the week, have a conversation, right? Talk about it. Do you need to examine what your definition of sexual intimacy is in Mm. this season, right? Sexual intimacy is not only sexual intercourse.
1: Yeah, and we really open that up in the six pillars of intimacy because we realize for ourselves and for so many of you, that's all we would equate it with.
0: Yeah, so if we're not having sex.
1: Then it's not happening. But how are we romancing each other? How are we initiating? Is there, can you just have foreplay? You know what I mean? Is it? Is it one of those things where it's like, How do we expand that? And Elisa and I really dove into this over this summer when we did a sex challenge, but it was vastly different than any we had ever had because we really looked at sexual intimacy from those four areas, romance, initiating, foreplay, and sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. And it changed the way we approached it. Um, I do want to say we do have an episode that's called 12 Sexy Days of Christmas, and so I'm going to put that here. It's episode 457. So it's an older one, but I wanted to put it in here for okay. those of you who might want yeah. to just listen into that and go, you know what? Maybe this is a way that we can engage one another throughout this season mm-hmm. in a way that expands sexual intimacy mm-hmm. and we can have fun. We can roam it. We can initiate with one another today. We can be making those, those advances today Knowing that tomorrow is when we're actually going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Or today we're going to just do some foreplay prior to bed. Not either of us ever, you know, having an orgasm or ejaculating, but enjoying one another in little ways throughout this season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it's almost like the stocking stuffer. It's like you don't have to open up the big present just once.
0: Wow. That's such a good analogy. Like, I like this, that one. I know.
1: It's, it's sort of like the season of like stocking stuffer. Like there's a bunch of little things that we get to open mm-hmm. and that is each other mm. as you guys grow and as you guys go through this season.
0: Yeah. It's just, there's something about bringing a level of intentionality and choosing to foster the emotional intimacy along with your sexual intimacy it's not just it's not just an either or it's not just you know one spouse is doing everything and running around like a chicken with their head cut off and the other one is you know sitting on the couch you know watching tv and just holding the remote and going yeah it looks good Been right. there. i mean literally that was the dynamic in our marriage and i mm-hmm. would like literally smoke coming out of my ears mm-hmm. and we've made a lot of changes in how we do christmas over the years it has grown it has changed it continues to grow and change as our kids get older and our lives change themselves but at at the end of the day (laughs) look unless the two of you specifically say our sexual intimacy and agree upon it our sexual intimacy is going on a holiday break can, can we just say that the one family is going to have conversations around their sexual intimacy to determine right now this week you know thanksgiving was last week we've got just a few weeks until christmas what is it gonna look like for the two of you? Have the conversation. The one family, you guys, you are develop just like the couple that we we read the hug from. Learning to communicate, getting better mm. at our communication. So are all of you. Don't don't look at January first as the, you know, or New Year's Eve or January first as either the last hurrah or the first. Like keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh
0: your sexual intimacy doesn't have to take a holiday break this holiday season.
1: Yeah. And you know what, as we leave you with this, don't put your sexual intimacy on the back burner this holiday season. Don't let it just sort of sit there on the back and and maybe you guys will, will do it. And maybe it'll be just duty sex because you just want to get it over with and you want to move on. Really engage one another around your sexual intimacy this holiday season Mm -hmm. and see what, and see what happens again. It may not have to be sexual intercourse. It may just be foreplay. It may just be those little stocking stuffer moments that you guys get to unwrap with one another and have some joy Mm -hmm. in the busyness and the fullness of this season with all the emotions that are going on. We get it. We're there. And yet we're going to take time just as you guys are to go, how are we going to set this up? So that way we both understand where we're headed, what we're going to do, and how we're going to have like the, the leaping off point, the extraordinary marriage we desire as we jump into a new year. With that, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We look forward to hearing how you're going to have a sexy Christmas. Take care. Love you guys.